Hello, wherever and whenever you are in the world, and welcome back to Sticking Points, the ongoing conversation where we smash creativity and money matters together and see what falls on the floor. With me, David Chislett, the creativity activator from the Netherlands, and with you. I'm Jason, uh, the financial coach from South Africa, Johannesburg. Hey, Dave, how are you doing? Hey, today? Jason. I'm very well, thank you. And you've proposed a very weird conversation, which I kind of like, which is the so, intersection between poetry and money. So you've got a patron poet website going. Yes. And people subscribe to this. And uh, with that, they get access to your poetry and amongst other things. So I'm curious to find out what actually is poetry because it's never really been on my on it's it's never really stuck out for me i've never really understood poetry i've never really got into poetry and i just want to understand firstly what is poetry and then i'm curious to see how does poetry fit into money and i bet you that there are similarities all right so I think when you want to find out what poetry is, you'll get as many answers as you ask people. But for me, poetry is the ability to convey a specific feeling, emotion or meaning with as few words as possible. So for me, okay. good poetry is, is economic use of language. And it's not literal. It's very much about invoking a state of mind in the reader. So when people say, I don't understand poetry or I don't know what I'm supposed to take away from it. My answer is uh, focus on how it makes you feel. Okay. So I'm reading a poem and all I feel really is frustrated. Right. So I think it really helps to consider poetry as um, in a kind of structural way that there are no words there that don't have a job. Okay. So every word is being specifically chosen because of what it actually means, because the poet is attempting to guide you towards a specific um, realization or a certain experience or a certain set of emotions. So instead of getting tangled up in worrying about where the whole thing is going, try immersing yourself in the story as it happens, line by line, word by word. Have you perhaps got one lying around that we could have a look at. Jeez, oh, I mean, I've always got poems lying around. Let's go to my Patreon page quickly. Okay. And I posted... Because you've, you've mentioned a few things that are already sticking out for me. Every word has a job. Yeah. Every word has a meaning. Yeah. What is this job and meaning in terms of emotions create for you? How do you focus on the story as it happens? And straight away, I'm starting to see similarities between what you're saying around poetry and money. Mm. Money has a job. Money has a meaning that you create for it. Money evokes many emotions in people. And the best way to handle money is to deal with a story as it happens. Right. So instead of trying to, I don't know, live in the future, once you start living in the present, the stresses of creating a future with money that you don't have slowly disappear. So 
I'm starting to already gather a few. I mean, mm. I just took out a pen and started writing these things down, but I'm quite curious to carry on. Yeah. Well, and then if you start introducing the idea of routine into that, you know, so okay. for me, in order to be able to write good poetry, I need to be in the rhythm of writing. So I need to have a routine of writing, which means okay. I turn up almost every day and spend some time working on my poetry. Um, sure. And so... Okay when you write something and you'll have had this experience when you send an email, you send an email, yeah. the next day you reread and you're like, Oh, I didn't quite come over the way I wanted it to. And you can immediately see two or three different ways that you could have said that. Okay. And it's the same with poetry because you're like, actually, I wanted people to be happy. And this just is sad. <laughs> <laughs> so how do I fix that? Now in English, we're lucky because we've got so many different words. So if I invite you to a reception, how are you going to dress? Well, it depends on the reception. No, no, so the reception. A smart one. You get dressed up. Right, because that's what reception it. means. Oh, right. Okay. If I say, Jason, come to my party. Okay. Right? You dress differently, sure. So when I'm writing a poem, that's what I'm thinking about. Do I want people to feel like it's formal and they're all dressed up and it's glamorous and it's fancy or it's extremely important? Or do I want them to feel relaxed and chilled and they've got a beer in their hand, they're reaching nachos, talking to their mates and there's music playing? Then I'm going to say party. Okay, but at the end, at the end of the day, it's really a gathering. And uh, what is the gathering? But no, you see, that's the thing. It's not about the end of the day. It's about, is it a reception or is it a party? Okay, so you're creating a context for the poem. Right, based on exactly which word I choose. Okay. So, so did you call a poem? Did you get a poem? I did. Ready? So Let's go. I've dug one out, which I published on Patreon, uh, I think on Monday. It's called The Pond. Okay. Skip a stone, start a ripple. Metaphorically, are we the stone, the pond, or the thrower? Do we only go so far as the angle of throw allows us? Or are we medium in which the ripples of the world radiate? Or are we the throwers of stones? Kickstarting chain reactions of skips, ripples and splashes somewhere out there, not within. How we perceive ourselves, that undefinable cogitation of neurons, experience, memory and flesh, dictates so much of what we choose to do. And how we choose to experience, we are throwers, pwned and stone all, and they are all us. Ish. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So having a look at that poem, hmm. what was the message for you that you're trying to convey? Well, the like, idea where is... Where do we fit in? Right. And... and, and very much the idea that our, our precise location doesn't matter because we exist in an open-ended system where our influence extends beyond where we are and, and before where we are. And depending on your point of view, you can experience both being the throw of the stone and the pond or even the ripple. And this idea of... And then you get a choice. And you have a choice. But, and you can change your mind because yeah. it's all connected. Okay. Skip a stone, start a ripple. Yeah. I, so Make a choice. Skip a and start a ripple. So, so are you the stone, the pond, or the thrower? You can choose which one you want to be when you're reading this poem. Right. And, and just by making a choice for there to be a stone to be skipped, 
you are also making a choice about the role. Do you want to be the stone that is skipped? Are you the pond that the, the stone is skipped across? Or are you the prime mover, the person who skips the stone? Because that decision will inform what you experience next. Aha. So that's the same when it comes to money. Right. That decision you make will inform what happens next. And what I'm getting from all of this is, number one, what is the context that you're creating for yourself around it? Mm -hmm. So am I coming to a party or am I coming to a gathering or am I coming to a, what was it, a reception? reception yeah. Am I going to dress up? Yeah. So how am I going to show up when it comes to a conversation with money? Am I automatically going to come in stressed? Am I going to come in excited? Am I going to come in looking for opportunity? Mm -hmm. Because each one of those is going to turn around and say, well, if you're coming in looking stressed, well, then there's never going to be enough money for you in the world to solve your issues because you're always going to be stressed. And what's fascinating around that is when I chat to clients and they turn around to me and they say, well, money equals security for me. And we've had this discussion, money can't equal security because money is an inanimate object. It's, it's nothing. It's a piece of paper. It's a number. Security comes from within. So what is the context that you're creating around the money? Then you spoke about um, having a look at your financial situation or you had a look at your poem. And if your poem isn't giving you the feeling that you want it, go in and fix it. Yeah, change the words, change the Change structures. the words. Yeah. So it's the same. I mean, what's fascinating to me is just the way we look at things, um, the context that we create around it. So I've created a context for myself that... I don't understand poetry. Yeah, because poetry at school sucked, right? I mean, it was this yeah. boring old stuff that no one could relate to, probably taught by some old fuddy-duddy who no one related to. And yet, you're a huge fan of, of, of rock music and pop music, which has words. Hello, it's poetry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, how does one start? How, do, how would I start? Well, you've got to show up, you know, you've got to show up, you've got to make a commitment to this thing that you're going to do. You've got to hold space for it. And you've got to show yep. up on a regular basis. Because the more you show up, and the more you do this thing you've committed to, no matter what it is, the better at it that you will get over time, you'll become more confident, which means you'll try out newer things. And then you maybe will fail a little bit. And then you'll learn how not to do it. And then the next yep. effort will be better. But fail or succeed, what is important is that you continue to turn up. In turn other words, up have a routine. <laughs> have a routine. Um, but for me, in terms of poetry, I mean, you release one or often. So yeah. the, now so by subscribing to this um, patron poet, um, I'm going to obviously receive a lot of poetry. Yeah, up to two a week. See, so there's a commitment from you in order to write these things. And there's, there has to be a commitment from me in order to read these things. Correct. So and by that making that commitment, I am able to generate income because people who value that or uh, for whatever reason, choose to support that as an initiative yeah. also want to see that it's happening. <laughs> Otherwise, 100%. they will not continue to support me. So I have to have a routine. I have to have a commitment. I have to show up on a regular basis in order to justify the earning. Otherwise, it'll again, go away. It's the same. It's the same concept when it comes to money. How are you going to show up? 
What is the routine you're going to put in place? And how are you going to justify what you're spending? So yeah. I'm busy working with a client every day, uh, every week. Every day he sends me a little WhatsApp on a scale of one to 100%. Does he feel he earned his salary today? So if he feels he earned his salary, well, then he had a good day. If he feels he messed around, he didn't. Now, how does that then translate into income? Well, obviously, if you are showing up and you are creating a routine and you're reevaluating where you're coming from, well, then surely, I mean, you're going to create a habit of success. Yeah, I, you know, in, in my experience as a writer, um, none of this means that I no longer have bad days. 100%. But what it does mean is that my bad days are about as good as my medium days used to be a couple of years ago. Okay. So because I've just practiced so much, I've upped my game. Yeah, so what to me now game. seems like a bad day, five years ago was probably an all right day. Um, and so I'm constantly raising the bar just for myself, just by showing up and continuing to grow and being focused on that. And then my question to you would be, do you actually recognize that when you're having a bad day? You recognize that you've upped the stakes or do you just or not? Because that's interesting. I don't necessarily think that to myself, but what I have learned today to do is just go, it's okay. I'm coming back tomorrow. So it's not quite happening today. It's fine. Like it's not ideal, of course, not what I want, but it's okay because I'll be back tomorrow and I'll fix it. And I'll I do something else. Yeah. And I would challenge you to do the same thing when it comes to money. Use the exact same wording. What is the job of the money today? What is, what is the purpose of it? So today I need it in order to buy groceries. I need it in order to keep a roof over my head and pay some staff. That's, the, that's what its job is. It's not there to create happiness. And it's not there to create security. It's not there to invoke emotions. You invoke your own emotions. Money can't do that. Yeah. And the emotions are based on the meaning that you give it. What is the context that you're placing around the money that you have? Again, saying, well, what is the context around the poem that I'm reading? Um, yeah. So oh, Poetic financial affairs. I love it. Poetic financial affairs. So looking forward to carrying on this conversation. Yeah, awesome. Jason, thank you very much. A pleasure as always. Until next time, keep well. Until next week, keep well. Cheers, Dave. Ciao.